We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Happy Sunday. Welcome into another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for joining me today. By far, in a way, the most excited that I've been to talk to you about a Packers practice so far. Practice four is now officially in the books, and there is a ton to go over. Before we get there, one news and note for the day, I guess, if you want to call it one transaction. Packers did claim center James Empey. Uh, He was formerly with the Tennessee Titans. He was a center out of BYU. He was in the 2022 draft, so not this draft, but the previous draft. Uh, Again, claimed off of waivers from the Titans. They just let him go. 6'3", 297 coming out of college. Only a 2.58 RAS guy, a relative athletic score. So only a 25th percentile athlete, which is not what Green Bay normally likes to do. They love those high-end athletes. But center is a little bit of an interesting position. 
A lot of times high IQ guys can go very, very far. Apparently this is a guy that they liked in a variety of different ways. Um, one of the things that had him stood out as a college prospect, if you're into these sort of things, PFF had some extremely high grades on him in college for his, specifically his pass protection, but they were very high on him overall with their grades coming out of college. So he will likely take that Jonathan Garvin roster spot. Remember they released him a couple days ago. That roster spot had not been filled. So this would seemingly be that. We'll see if there's any other additional transactions on Sunday or Monday. But for now, James MB will take that spot. And again, he plays primarily center. I remember they just released Scaife a couple days or what, I don't know, four or three, I don't know, however many days ago it was. But um, so he's gone. So now this adds an additional body to that offensive line room and specifically at the center position. All right, enough about that. Let's get into our notes for the day from day four of Packers practice. Players not practicing, still the same four. Rashawn Gary, Eric Stokes, Grant DuBose, and Dontavian Wicks. So still great news that it's only four players. Obviously, you'd love to see those four players back at some point. Gary and Stokes probably still a little ways away. Uh, DuBose and Wicks, we're going to have to wait and see. The one piece of good news there is that uh, Dontavian Wicks was around the team a little bit more. He, in fact, did bike down and was signing autographs. So uh, apparently, you know, clearing some aspects of that concussion protocol, um, you know, not having to be away from the team or, you know, at his house or anything like that. So uh, some good, you know, some good signs there. And hopefully he's able to return to practice sooner rather than later. Your starting offense for the day, and this was like the very first starting offense. So of course, guys are rotating in and out, but was Jordan Love at quarterback, Aaron Jones at running back, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs at wide receiver, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft at tight end. So he got some time with the ones today. David Bakhtiari at left tackle, um, Elton Jenkins at left guard, Josh Myers at center, John Runyon Jr. at right guard, and Zach Tom at right tackle. So it was Tom back at right tackle. And interestingly enough, Tucker Craft getting that spot at the second tight end spot for the day. Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, and TJ Slayton along the defensive line. Preston Smith and Justin Hollins on the outside linebacker positions. Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker inside linebacker. Jair and Razul, Ford and Savage. So the same basic 11 that we've seen almost day in and day out. Uh, they've switched that Holland spot up a bit, uh, but he got the initial start. We did see quite a bit more of LVN, Lucas Van Ness with the starters. More on that in just a little bit. All of that being said, starters and everything else, we of course want to start with Jordan Love. And Jordan Love had a fantastic day. Now, I thought that this was, you know, some of the best throwing to the football that I have seen out of Jordan Love in his four seasons. I didn't know if I was going to be alone in that assessment. I want to be clear. I had to leave a little bit early from practice, so I didn't get to see the end of it, including that final two-minute drill from Jordan, which included his play of the day. Thankfully, there was some contraband uh, video of that play, so I could check it out on Twitter afterwards, but I got to see the vast majority of his day, uh, but it was not just me that was impressed with his day. Uh, Bill Huber said, first and foremost, this is one of Jordan Love's finest days in his four years with the team. Matt Schneidman said today was Jordan Love's best day of camp and arguably the best day I've seen from him since he arrived in Green Bay. And Rob Domofsky said Jordan Love had his best practice of training camp and maybe of any of his camps. So I was not the only one that had been impressed with Jordan Love on this particular day. And it started very early. So I want to go through his day when I was there, first of all. So first play, play action, hits Watson in stride, maybe a little bit wobbly on the ball, but Watson catches it in stride. And that Watson had to go down to get it. I don't know if that was intended or not, but it was, either way, it was a solid strike over the middle of the field, put it in a spot where Watson could get it. Watson made the sliding, sliding reception for about 15 yards. 
Second play, play action, hits Toure in stride on the left-hand side. And this was rolling to his left, throwing off of like throwing off balance because it's got to, you know, kind of go across his body a little bit. Uh, but he makes a great play or a great throw on that specific play. And then hits a deep crosser to Jaden Reed for about, I would say, 20-ish yards on that specific play. And I want to pause it right there because at that point in time, there was a tangible feel of like, oh, he's feeling himself already in those first three throws. And a lot of the the beat writers and stuff like that, they will track like his completions and incompletions and like, you know, that for the entirety of the day. I don't necessarily do that. I more just want to get you guys the big plays that happen and sort of try to keep my eyes on everything that's going on. I stopped right there and started tracking because you could tell right then and there, three passes in that he had a level of confidence to him on this day. And you could tell he was feeling himself a little bit. So that was his first three throws. Again, complete to Watson over the middle, complete to Toure rolling to his left, and then hit Jaden Reed for about a 20 plus yard crosser over the middle of the field. He then hit Romeo Dobbs on a slant, had a slight overthrow, um, probably one of really only his kind of mistakes for the day, had Christian Watson, it looked like with maybe a half a step um, on kind of like a deep corner route. Missed that by just a little bit. Hit a deep out route to Samore Toure. Hit Dylan in the flat complete, and Dylan was able to make a nice move and get upfield. Rizul then had a pass break up to Romeo Dobbs. Uh, maybe it was like telegraphed the short pass a little bit, but again, credit uh, Rizul on the play, and he was able to bat that ball away. Complete to Watson in the flat. Jair was all over it. That was just a one-yard pickup. But I think at this point, we're at uh, 8 of 10, or actually maybe the next one. So TJ uh, Slayton is all over a screen pass to Luke Musgrave, but we're now 8 of 10 on the day so far. A couple short ones mixed in, of course. Then had a short pass to Samore Toure. Uh, nice run after the catch on that one. He's now 9 of 11. Then a little bit of a miscommunication between Love and Watson over the middle. The ball falls incomplete, 9 of 12. Wyatt then had a pressure on the play. Inigbari probably cleans it up for a potentially would-be sack. The play continued and uh, Jordan Love was able to find Jaden Reed down the field. So if you want to count that one, 10 of 13. And then uh, Romeo Dobbs on a slant over the middle from uh, uh, from Love on that play. Ford may have uh, come screaming down the field, may have been able to, uh, I don't know, knock, uh, you know, Dobbs his head off on that play uh, if it were actually live. But overall, still a nice completion to Romeo Dobbs over the middle. And at that point, he was 11 of 14 on the day. And I'll say it again. Some obvious small completions hit Dylan in the flat, hit Toure for a short one, Watson for a short one, Musgrave on a tight end screen. So it's not all of these that are just like, you know, 25, 30 yards downfield, but we did see the deep crosser to Jaden Reed. I mentioned the first one was about 15 yards to Christian Watson on a sliding reception. Uh, and like overall, you could just tell the level of confidence that he was playing with. Then in two-minute drills, as I mentioned, I had to leave uh, a little bit before the two-minute drill started, but he would then hit Samore Toure on a 33-yard completion on third and three. If you can find uh, per Big B uh, on Twitter, nice job, I guess, Big B. Uh, he is like wanted man number one, I think, at Packers practice right now, but he, uh, he I think that was his last day of practice, but I digress. 33-yard uh, completion from Love to Toure, gorgeous, gorgeous pass. Two-minute drill, third and three, so high-pressure situation. Ultimately, the two-minute drive would uh, stall out at the one-yard line. Apparently, the offense thought Patrick Taylor got in for a rushing touchdown. The defense didn't think he did. They called him short, and then Love would complete to Luke Musgrave, but he would also get down short, uh, and ultimately, they had to settle for a field goal. 
On that specific drive, Love was four for seven for 60 yards, apparently, according to the uh, the beat that was remaining there for the day. But overall, per Rob Domovsky, 16 for 22 on the day overall, and a very, very nice day from Jordan Love. Now, Samori Toure on Jordan Love's throw said, quote, it was literally a perfect ball. It can't be more perfect than that. If he throws it any more outside, it's out of bounds. Any more inside, the safety makes a play on it. He put it in a perfect spot. If that sounds familiar, it's because it's almost verbatim what Christian Watson said about the touchdown in the red zone drills. You know, what was it on Thursday's practice? I think that was. So we are starting to see Jordan Love complete some passes that are like extremely impressive and take a great deal of anticipation, power, accuracy, and timing. And it's one thing if you're going to complete 75% of your passes, right? A little tight end screen here to Luke Musgrave and a little throw in the flat to AJ Dillon. Yeah, that's great. And it's still nice to see him hit those and more on that in just a moment. But when big plays come up, you got to be able to hit those throws. And on a third and three in a two minute drill with basically in that situation, kind of the game on the line to hit that 33 yard pass in with a perfect, perfect throw to Samore Toure, extremely impressive. And those are the things that you like to see from Jordan Love. And here are a couple things that I will add to that on this day from Jordan. The first thing that I'll want to say is I think my biggest takeaway so far from Jordan He's been better every single practice. So there's been three live periods. One was the walkthrough. Remember that first day? I liked where he went with the ball on just about every single play, but he had four opportunities to hit deep balls and missed all four of them. So that was like, that's the one that he'd probably like to have back. Number two, I think he was what, like five of 13 in his second practice, but a couple drops couple great plays by defensive backs. And overall, once again, I liked where he went with the ball and he made a couple of really, really you know, impressive throws, including the one on an absolute line from Love to Watson in the end zone that Razul Douglas ended up attacking a garbage can. He was so frustrated that they completed the play. And then, you know, day three was walkthrough. Then day four, his third opportunity, again, he has a fantastic day plays within rhythm, plays within the offense, but hits those big throws when given an opportunity as well. That's what you're looking for, but it's that progression from day one to day two to day four that's been like giving me the most confidence so far. And if you want to talk about like a day from Jordan Love that should start giving you some confidence, this was it because he spun the ball really well. He, I thought he was extremely accurate with the football. I thought he, again, delivered with timing and anticipation. I thought he went through his progressions, no uh, you know, real big mistakes at, at all, like no potential interceptable passes or anything like that. There was the one play that got batted down by Razul. If, if Razul was maybe a, a hitch quicker, like maybe he could have taken it, but I, I, I didn't read it that way. I thought it was just a nice pass breakup by Razul. Like overall, really, really liked what I've seen so far. And I'll, I'll say this one more time. He's played within the rhythm of the offense He's going through his progressions and he's had answers for this defense. Now, it's Joe Barry's defense who hasn't had a lot of turnover so far through the first few days of training camp and things like that. So it's going to take us seeing this consistently when the pads come on and then in preseason and then in regular season ultimately. But like so far, I've been so impressed with the fact that he knows where to go with the football and has answers to what the defense is asking him. And like, that's one of the biggest things that you can have at this point for Jordan Love. 
He seems extremely confident and knowing where to go with the ball. And what I've seen out of him is you talk about those first few plays to Watson and Toure and the ball deep to Toure. Like he's like he's going through right away, right? So he's taking the snap, getting his eyes downfield, and he knows where he's supposed to go with the ball. He's checking to see if he can hit some of those big completion plays. And it's the, the old adage, you go touchdown to check down, right? But you're looking for those big plays and then you're coming to your second read and then your third read. And then if it's not there, he's shown a couple oper- like a couple different things that he can do in those situations. I thought today he did a really nice job just hitting those checkdowns. Oh, I got AJ Dillon right there in the flat. All right, quick to Dillon. Dillon makes a move, gets upfield. Nice pickup. He hits Samore Toure. Same thing. Samore Toure is open in the flat. He hits him. Toure makes a move, gets upfield. Nice pickup. He went first for the big opportunity, didn't think it was there, didn't see it open. So he's like, all right, what's my next opportunity? And he took the check down and lived to see another day for one of those big play opportunities. That's what I really like of him. And in other days, he's tried to navigate the pocket and done so successfully, kept the play alive, kept his eyes downfield, looking for opportunities. And on other opportunities, he's just scrambled on the play and picked up first downs. And on, I think probably Thursday would have had probably at least close to a touchdown scrambling in red zone period. So the fact that he's looking to go through those first couple opportunities to see if he can get those shots downfield, doesn't see it, comes to his next read and sometimes is completing those. And in other times, he's just either taking the check down or buying some time and then maybe scrambling if he needs to. But the fact that he has those, all of those things in his arsenal, the opportunity to try to hit the big play first. If it's not there, go to your second read. That's not there. Do I have a check down? That's not there. Can I buy time or do I need to scramble upfield? And the fact that he's had those answers, that he's played within the rhythm of the offense, at, you know, done what the offense has basically asked him to do, and limited turnovers, the one interception off a really great pass breakup by Jair Alexander that was unlucky for the offense to bounce up and go right into the hands of Devondre Campbell. I am very, very much impressed with Jordan Love's decision-making, his timing, and his rhythm within the offense. And the, the numbers, there's still some things he needs to do better, right? Completion percentage through three practices needs to be higher. He needs to hit those big plays down the field that he missed in his first practice. Pads aren't on yet. It's not perfect. It's not A+, but this was a very, very good day from Jordan Love. And if we're starting to stack the days together and put everything together, I'll I'll just, I'm going to repeat myself and you're going to hear it again if this continues. The fact that he is knowing where to go with the football, taking what's there and going with it is by far and away the thing that I have the most confidence in with him so far and have been most impressed by, probably better said, more impressed by so far through his first four days and three live days of practice. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right, let's go through some other stuff. Uh, Luke Musgrave. So you can tell Luke Musgrave is going through a little bit of the rookie, you know, the rookie learning curve early through training camp. This is not OTAs anymore. This is not rookie mini camps. And you can tell like his head is swimming a little bit. Early in the day, he had a, uh, you know, he was running around individual routes and he stumbled and he kind of didn't hit his break at the right point. And then the ball comes to him and his rhythm's off and he drops a pass. What does he do though? He said, no, no, no. Uh, let me give me a, one more opportunity. So he goes back, he runs the drill over, hits his cut, grabs the pass, gets up field. I, I just love the fact that he wanted to do it over. And then I think my big one for the day, and, and we haven't seen those big plays come from Luke Musgrave yet. Remember the first day he got open downfield, had the opportunity and Jordan just underthrew him a little bit. But I, today was the first time I saw him really get physical as a blocker. And he came up and he had Kenny Clark Kenny Clark of all people. And he got up there and he got physical with Kenny and it opened up just a little bit of space for the running back. The running back was able to get upfield. And that was in large part because Luke Musgrave got physical with Kenny freaking Clark and came out not worse for the wear for it. So that is a positive sign for Musgrave. Like I said, you can tell he's going through it a little bit and trying to learn all the pass protections and the run blocking and everything, right? But I thought that was a very impressive play and hopefully something that he can build on as a blocker moving forward. Player who had a very, very nice day was Kingsley Nigbari. Had a sack on Danny Etling, uh, just came screaming around the corner uh, against the left tackle on the play. I'm not sure if it was Walker or Jones or who it was, but really nice play to, to quote unquote sack Danny Etling. And then he helped blow up a run play with Corey Ballantyne in the backfield all over it. He came screaming off the edge on one play. The running back had to cut it back and then Ballantyne uh, blew it up on the other side. So really nice play by both of them, but that was another great play for Minigbari. And then Devontae Wyatt came up the middle with a pressure on Jordan Love. That was the one I mentioned earlier. Love kind of took a step up field and Enigbari would have been there to clean up the sack afterwards. So couple sacks and a nice, uh, basically a, an assist on a stop like far back in the backfield on a running play. Uh, so you love to see that from an Igbari and him continue to, you know, progress as not just a pass rusher, but, you know, as a run defender as well. Keyshawn Nixon lined up with the offense. We've been asking for it. We've been calling for it. It was one of my, I don't know, maybe two months ago, I did like some creative ways that they could use players this year. That was one of the ones that I suggested. 
Keyshawn Nixon lines up in individual drills with the wide receivers on offense. Make of it what you will. I will say this. Keyshawn has a ton on his plate right now. He is the starting nickel corner. He is the primary kick returner. He's probably battling with Jaden Reed a little bit to be the primary punt returner. He was the number one gunner today on punt special teams. Uh, and my guess is he's probably on the kickoff coverage well, kickoff coverage team as well. We don't get to see a ton of it because he's usually back returning the kicks, but there's a good chance he's on that as well. Like adding offense to his plate in any capacity that we're starting to talk about a lot on Keyshawn Nixon's plate. If anyone can handle it though, I'm not so sure that it's not Keyshawn Nixon. He did have an injury scare. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, but thankfully he was okay. Another special teams note, Daniel Carlson starts 0 for 3 in like, it was like the 45 to 48 range, I want to say, but 0 for 3. Then he gets an opportunity from 50 plus on three kicks, goes 1 for 3. So he goes 1 for 6 on the day. And then he did make like an 18 yarder because it was at the one yard line in the two minute drill. So 17 yards back from that. So like an 18, 19 yarder uh, to, you know, quote unquote, win that period. But that leaves him at two for seven for the day with one of those being the easy, literally the easiest kick that you can have on the field. So one for six prior to that. Not a great day for Daniel Carlson. That was his first rough day. Overall, he'd been really good, at least in the parts open to the media in OTAs, mini camp and training camp up to that point. Uh, he was five of six the other day. So now we're at what? Seven of 13. That's obviously not good enough. And that's something he's going to have to improve upon greatly. Now, part of those were, were long field goals, right? I think there was also one that was uh, a couple snaps that were a little bit off on this given day, but you know that you got to figure that stuff out and that needs to be better. It's great that he has a great leg. It's great that he has the power, but the accuracy is what's going to, you know, make or break Daniel, Car- you know, Daniel, Daniel Carlson as a kicker, easy for me to say. And, uh, you know, if he can't make those kicks, then, you know, Green Bay is going to have to start looking around and see if they need to go in another direction way too early to even, you know, really say that, but a rough day for Daniel Carlson to say the least. All right. LVN. I talked about him earlier, got some significant snaps at the one. He had one of my favorite plays of the day and just a phenomenal play overall. He was going up against, uh, Josiah DeGuara on the play and Green Bay was running like a little bit of a fake inside run. And then Love was going to come outside and kind of run like a, I think it was more of like a play action, but I think he had a little bit of like an option read on the play too. So he's coming to his right and Van Ness just shoves DeGuara into the backfield, right into the path of Jordan Love. And they call the play dead because you know they didn't want anything else to go wrong on that play with already you've got Josiah DeGuara almost in Jordan Love's lap, right? So they call the play dead at that point, but what an amazingly impressive play from Luke Musgrave to just literally shove Josiah DeGuara like four yards into the backfield, right into the path of Jordan Love and like basically get a quote, you know, what I would consider like a sack on the play because they stopped the play dead right at that spot. So that was his best play of training camp so far. Like I said, he got a lot of time with the ones, played with the ones in the two minute drill as well. So uh, that is a big step, you know, step for LVN and one that he made uh, the most of. And he had uh, a couple other nice plays in practice as well, but nothing that came close to shoving DeGuar up three, four yards in the backfield and literally kind of throwing him right at Jordan Love with not no danger of anything. So if you know, don't worry about that, but really nice play for LVN there. Another player with an awesome day. We're going to go back to special teams. Daniel freaking Whelan, the former XFL player. Parab Domovsky, who tracked all of his punts on the day, 
Had 12 punts. Remember, O'Donnell punted you know, entirely the other day. So Whelan gets his opportunity today. 12 punts, 52-yard average with a 4.56 average hang time, which is incredible. He was crushing the ball with great hang time. It was super, super impressive and completely outperformed Pat O'Donnell from a couple days ago. So we'll see what that means. But as I've mentioned before, Whelan is younger. Whelan is under team control. Pat O'Donnell is not. And we're not, when I say younger, he's like eight years younger. Under team control, O'Donnell is not. And you basically save over a million dollars by going with Daniel Whelan instead of Pat O'Donnell. If this thing is close, it is advantage Daniel Whelan. So we will see what happens there. But he looked fantastic on uh, on Saturday. So we'll, we'll continue to track the punting battle. But uh, I would say round one goes Daniel Whelan one, Pat O'Donnell zero. Samurai right we need to talk a little bit more about him as well. He had a phenomenal day. He had the uh, early play, um, you know, right out to the left-hand side. He had another play across the middle, the deep ball, the 33-yarder from Jordan Love. Like, he has been really freaking good. And the great news is that Jaden Reed's looked pretty good as well. These top four wide receivers, I mean, those are your four. You know, we'll see what happens when Dontavian Wicks comes back and so on and so forth. We'll see if Grant DuBose can get in the conversation. I, I don't know. But like at, right now, this is Dobbs, Watson, Toure, and Jaden Reed. Those are going to be your four primary wide receivers. I'd be very confident in that right now. And Samore Toure looks like he has taken a significant step and you should be excited about what Toure is doing. We'll see what happens when the pads come on, if, if that rhythm can, can stay. But uh, so far, really, really impressed with Toure in that second year jump. All right, we did have some injury scares from the day, so let's go over those as well. Tucker Kraft, uh, per Ryan Wood, Kraft caught a knee to his quad. He was he had a big bag of ice right around kind of that quad area. Was kind of doing some stretches afterwards. Took the ice bag off. Um, was you know stretching out his quad and his knee a little bit. He dropped out of practice for the day. Did not return. They do not practice Sunday, so we'll see if he's back on Monday. But that'll be one worth monitoring. He like legitimately dropped out of practice. Keyshawn Nixon got hit. I like somebody else that he slipped. I thought I saw him get hit, and I know uh, Wes Hod uh, also thought he got hit on the play. But either way, he was down in pain, arched over. I couldn't tell what it was if he got the wind knocked out of him a little bit, or if he, I, I don't know what it was. But either way, he walked to the sideline and then was back in the next, uh, you know, defensive series when the ones were on the field. So great to see him back. Doesn't seem to be any issue there. And then Bakhtiari dropped out of practice as well. It's impossible with Bakhtiari at this point to say if this was just part of his normal routine. There was no ice on anything. There was no concern. We didn't see any trainers or anything like that. So it left the impression on multiple people that this was more of just Bakhtiari doing his normal work and then getting some rest for the rest of practice. But we'll see on Monday if there's any issue there. But so far, you know, Bakhtiari's gone through practice just fine, and I wouldn't have any cause for concern at this point, but he did drop out of practice and, and you know, left that for Yash Nyman and Zach Tom at the starting tackles for the remainder of the day. All right, some other miscellaneous notes before we get out of here. Innis Gaines was with the corners in individual drills. So remember last year, and I've talked about this a lot, he was in the slot in those last two games of the season. He played there, um, not an insignificant amount of snaps. He's been in the slot at corner in the team drills, but I had not been paying attention to him in the, or like where he was in the individual drills. I don't know if this is a change, something new, 
or and I try to ask a couple different people and nobody else knew either. But um, so Ennis Gaines was with the corners in the individual drills. So I don't know if he's more corner than safety at this point, something I might ask Matt LaFleur on Monday. But uh, interestingly enough that, you know, he's been basically practicing at corner in individual drills and in team drills. So that might take one of those potential safeties away in that competition and may add one more significant name to the cornerback room. As far as kick returns go, Keyshawn Nixon, Jaden Reed, and Aaron Jones were the primary kick returners on the day. Nixon and Reed, the real ones. Aaron Jones has done this in the past. He is kind of like the hands team kick returner at times, uh, but overall, Aaron Jones has done this in previous training camps. He's not going to be a primary kick returner or anything like that. They've also done like, Aaron's kind of like asked to be in some of the special teams drills from my understanding to like, you know, just get more veterans and more like energy and, and, and like just showing that special teams is important to some of the younger players. Like if Aaron Jones and some of your veterans are out there on, on teams, it gives it a little bit more emphasis, right? So the fact that Jones is willing to do that and just kind of, you know, be out there as well, I think just shows his leadership and who he is as a person. But I wouldn't get too excited about the possibility of Aaron Jones returning kicks. Keyshawn Nixon, Jaden Reed, the two primary returners with Jones taking a couple as well. This was the best practice for Lou Nichols. He had a couple of really nice runs on the inside, showed good balance, good vision, a little bit of wiggle. I was impressed by him on the day. Emmanuel Wilson also had a really nice run. Big back, good vision. I, I like Emmanuel Wilson. I think he could be a nice practice squad player, but more importantly, Lou, you know, Lou Nichols, seventh round pick. I thought he had a, a tough OTA minicamp and, and training camp up until this point. Really nice uh, couple runs in practice on Saturday. Also, in with those two in mind, with Emmanuel Wilson and Lou Nichols, that overall this is by far and away the best run blocking day of practice so far. Offensive line, interior especially, really got after it. I mentioned Musgrave, Tyler Davis had a couple of nice blocks. So offensive line, tight ends, etc., we're getting after it, and this is the best running day on offense so far. Uh, one issue potentially, uh, Love and Myers had a fumbled exchange. And that was their second one of training camp so far. So in three live practices, they've had two fumbled exchanges and you know, you, you never want to see the ball on the ground and you never want to see an unforced error, right? And, and they got to get that cleaned up because that's not something that can happen during the season. And like I said, we've now seen two in three days. TJ Slayton had a big time run stuff on AJ Dillon, looked like a different number 93 back in the day engulfing a running back in the backfield. I talk about the Gravedigger, uh, Gilbert Brown specifically on that that reference, but really, really nice play from TJ Slayton getting into the backfield. Another defensive lineman had a really great play. Colby Wooden beat, I think, Sean Ryan. I'm pretty sure it was Sean Ryan on the play. Uh, and he also beat Emmanuel Wilson, who was in the backfield trying to help out a little bit. Will, uh, Wooden got through both of them and had a sack on, a quote unquote, sack on the play. Obviously didn't take the guy to the ground, but really, really nice play by Colby Wooden. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon and Rudy Ford were your opening gunners on the punt team. Ennis Gaines and Corey Ballantyne were next up after that. Carrington Valentine had another nice uh, pass breakup on the day. And per Paul Brettle, Keandre Thomas had two pass breakups on the day. So some of those young corners coming along nicely. My players of the day, Jordan Love, Samore Toure, Daniel Whelan, and Kingsley and Nibari. The plays of the day, Love to Toure in the two-minute drill, and LVN shoving Josiah DeGuara four yards into the backfield to force the stoppage of the play so that uh, you know Jordan Love didn't have to feel the wrath of Hercules on the play. That does it for me today. No practice on Sunday. I'll be right back here tomorrow breaking down everything that I've seen, like my biggest takeaways from the first four days of training camp. So make sure to check that out. I will be back at practice on Monday. Should not miss any more time of practice, even though I only missed like 20 minutes of this one. I will. I shouldn't miss any more time of practice through the remainder of camp. All those that are open to the media, uh, I will be there. So 
Uh, looking forward to that. Of course, subscribe if you haven't already. See you guys tomorrow. Until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.